0: Good morning, I'm already laughing this morning so I'm going to try to tell you all a joke to keep the laughter going about a gentleman who was in search of a job and he sat down with the person that was interviewing him and they had a nice little interview and toward the end of it, the interviewer said to the interviewee, he said, tell me, uh, sir, there's a four-year gap on your resume, could you explain that? And he said, yes. That's when I went to Yale. And he said, ooh, that's very impressive. You're hired. And he said, well, I sure am glad because I've been looking for a job since January. (laughs) (laughs) Oh.
1: The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to the Daily Huddle. <laughs> so
0: <wrong. laughs> Sorry for that.
1: So wrong in so many levels. <laughs> I
0: know. If anyone can about that though. Good morning, good morning Daily Huddle. <laughs> Today is Wednesday, where we are hoping to bring you some joy, laughter, and most importantly, some value to kick off your day with a new perspective and a new challenge. We are Wednesdays, where we talk about communication and relationships, because we know that more effective communication builds better relationships, and better relationships build better families, better communities, and better I'm going to turn it over to my beautiful co-host and dear friend, Catherine Sable, to tell us the question of the day and how we're going to dig in.
2: But this question was stemmed from something that came up last week in our conversation with Sorrel. Um, And it got me thinking there are so many times and ways in which we can't connect with people who we want to connect with. They might be overseas in the military. They might be deceased. They could be, um, you could have a really troubled relationship with somebody and really want that connection, but there's just not a way to bridge that gap yet. And so it got us thinking, like, how do we connect with those that we can't connect with? And I mentioned last week that, you know, I can connect with people through meditation and through bringing them into my heart and thinking about them. But Tara and I wanted to explore this even a little bit more. And Tara has a beautiful story about this that that starts to illustrate exactly what we're talking about.
0: Hmm, thank you, Catherine. There are so many examples. I think um, just to make it relatable to uh, anyone who's listening. I mean, there are people that are deceased, that are away at military, away at college, or, you know, across the seas. There's there's all reasons. People that were estranged, our relationships are estranged. There's so many reasons why we have people in our lives that we miss that we really can't truly access. But there is one particular experience in my life that uh, I hope will be a little bit of inspiration for anybody who has somebody in their life that they, that they miss and they wanna be closer to. And it um, comes from my, the history of my relationship with my son. And let's see, back in, let me think about these years, 2000, probably 12, 13, um, my son was drinking a lot, smoking a lot of marijuana. And just in a constant haze, we were worried so much about him and he would, it, it was years where he wouldn't even look me in the eye. So there he was coming in and out of my house day in and day out, and he's right in front of me and I miss him because I couldn't reach him. And so over those few years, our relationship, we didn't argue. It just became cold. I felt a strange. I could be standing right in front of him and he wouldn't look at me. Um, and many of you know, but for those of you that don't, um, his, all this came to a screeching halt when he was drinking and driving, hit someone, injured her desperately, and um, went to prison for seven years and 41 days. And I share this uh, around this question because for seven years and 41 days, I really couldn't see my son. There was some visitation, but it was very cold and awkward, and you could hug, but it was very quick, and then you had to let go. You could not touch your family member. He could call from a public phone, and this recording would come on, and you don't want to miss the call because you don't know when he'll be able to call again. This long recording comes on, and then you have this very kind of interrupted little bit of communication with your loved one, and then there are letters which is probably the most powerful way that we communicated. And I share this because when he left to go to prison in December of 2014, our relationship was probably hanging by a thread. And mostly through letters and much through phone calls um, over the course of seven years, we built back what we had and then some, and then some, and then some. Our relationship today is we are so close and so connected and so open and so vulnerable with each other. He's accountable. He's generous. He's honest. Um, And we built this all the while that he was incarcerated. And I share it in hopes that it will remind folks that just because we're physically away from somebody or not able to reach them in the way that we might like to, I want to encourage us not to wait until circumstances change. We have to see what the circumstances are now and respond to those. Because as you all know, we're not promised tomorrow. And the last thing I'll leave you with is when those phone calls came in, you, as a mother, I, I didn't want to miss the phone call because I needed to hear his voice and make sure he was okay. But I also knew what I was going to experience, especially in the early years of this. I was going to take a phone call. And just listen to my firstborn child tell me how much he was suffering, so as much as I wanted to listen, it was excruciating, and I think sometimes when we know that part of relationships are painful, it's easier to avoid them and I may have done that if you weren't incarcerated, but but as a mom, I just had no choice. I had to take the call, I had to absorb the pain, and then get off the phone and Get on with life, put on my lipstick, as I say, put on a smile and continue to lift other people up and go to work and be a mother and a wife and a friend. So, thank you for uh, listening to my story about reconnecting with my son. And as I said, I hope that it gives some thought and pause to others who maybe have someone in their life that they do want to connect with. There are other ways than just making sure that it's convenient, just whatever those opportunities are, I encourage you to take them. That. I love, I love that. Tara, I love what you shared. It's um you you've
2: mentioned a couple of things that are so important. One is listening. And how how to truly listen when we're in relationship, which brings me to the other point which is being present. Because when we are, we're talking about when we are with someone or are in connection with someone. So um you know, writing letters is not being in person with them, but it is a way to connect with them. And we're going to talk about when we actually can't connect with them in that way. But we wanted to highlight, too, that when you can connect, you know, know that that moment is the only moment that will be that moment ever. You may have another moment with them, but that will be different. And this one can be whatever you choose it to be. And, you know, we had someone on several weeks ago, Robert, who talked about living legacy. And it's it's, what is the feeling that you want people to walk away with after their time with you Mm -hmm. and how to be present with that, you know,
0: absolutely
2: being present and then listening, listening with your whole heart, listening with your body, with your mind, with your spirit, not just your ears. I practice this all the time with the little people because they're saying stuff in other ways. They don't know their emotions and they're expressing different things so you know be sure to listen when you are with people it can teach you so much
0: do you so. think that um, is it just me or is it other people that maybe we avoid those deep connections because they come with you know as much as they're important they come with pain and we just we're avoiding that at times I mean I, you know my brain obviously goes to the science of that well, I think we avoid
2: just dis- uncomfortable feelings, mm-hmm. pain being one of them. And so sometimes I don't think it's necessarily pain. In your case, it probably it was, I mean, obviously listening to your son suffer from prison, but um, other times I think we are, we are in our culture, we're taught to avoid discomfort. You feel bad, go have a drink. You feel bad, go shopping. You feel bad, do this. You know, it, mm-hmm. there's, you know, we're not taught this staying power of just let it pass through you, you know, this will come and this will go. So I think it's the uncomfortable feeling sometimes that keeps us separated from
0: being in relationship with people that could be difficult, you know, and you, and you, I think you really touched on something that is helpful to me is you use the word staying power. Um, It's, it's, it's not permanent. These negative or hurtful or painful moments are not permanent, but when we see them through as opposed to avoid them, we're grateful. And. It makes me think of another time when I I didn't have that staying power. Mm -hmm. Um, When my mother got sick, she's gone now. And when she got sick, it was very difficult to be in her home with her. She was confused. She was angry. She couldn't breathe well. And I would go and visit and quite honestly, and it's hard to say this out loud, leave as soon as I could justify it. Mm -hmm. And I regret not having more staying power with her. Yeah.
2: And I think that takes us to how do you connect with people that you can't connect with? Because that staying power, I don't know, I, I don't have the right words for this. And I wish I did before I started talking about it. But I'm half of the relationship in any relationship I'm in. The other person is half the relationship, you know, and so I can connect with somebody and be in my words, be in relationship with them. Think about them, bring them into my heart. Give, and I don't know the neuroscience of that. It's a bit woo-woo, if you will. But mm-hmm. there, you know, there is a way. Because if I stay in the lamenting of I can't connect with this person, we're not on good terms, they're far away. Oh no, that's the energy that I'm creating around that relationship. Versus holding that person as whole and beautiful and loved and loving, and sending that energy out into the world. You know. Absolutely. So, and I feel like this is more of a conversation. And I see we've got questions already. So let's go
1: ahead and dive in. Chase. Grand morning, grand rising everybody. Wow. Good
0: morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys grand I morning. Can't you <laughs> uh, Right. In. Gosh. Um, okay, I'm going to be really quick about this because this is uh, this one hits me. Um So what I found works well in this kind of situation where you can't be with someone, but you want to speak with them is I got into this, into this, um, uh I guess the best word is like, kind of like a telepathic, um, signal, right. Not to get too crazy and deep and woo, -woo, but in general, um, I became Um, intimate with speaking with the person as if they were with me. Mm -hmm. So I would take meditative uh, music and I would put it on and speak to them or, or say what I wanted to say through the music, closing my eyes, meditative. The most powerful thing is I did that like 20 times over the course of a month. And one specific day I was doing it, the person texted me and said, I hear you. I was like, whoa. It's like everything else. We, we, we create a habit and, and then we delve into, um, you know, like, like, like taking an, uh, an ax to a tree or shovel to the ground. You get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. But I don't think we are accustomed to speaking to people telepathically so it may seem a little strange at first but energetically we it's all happens us right we call somebody and they say man i was just thinking about you I, i was just feeling something about you and this has been by far the most difficult year of my life by far in many family relationships all kinds of stuff right so i've had like this course on speaking with the people that I can't speak to within myself and it's strengthened to the point where I'm already a great manifester but that thing that I've been doing is like whoo like <clears throat> anyone can go online and read about it or, or on any you know google it youtube whatever it's really real so I, I I leave you with that because I think I don't think most people would do that I don't think they, they would sit with themselves and say okay now listen I'm speaking to you. This is what's in my heart. This is what I'm feeling. And I want to re- um, give you this. I want to transfer this to you. It's all energy. And we're all energy. And I think it works. I don't, I don't even think it works. I know it works. It just needs practice. Thank you for that story about your son. I mean, so, so moving, so powerful and, and, and so um, necessary for people in general, because we know that we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, the next day. And right now I'm in, in, a, in a disconnection with my father, mm. just over some stuff about his wife that just doesn't appreciate me, treats me disrespectful and all this stuff. And he's has an operation today. Mm. And I wanna connect with him. Today. That,
0: you will, that you will, you will. And that's what
1: I'm doing. That's what I'm gonna do. So it's no mistake that this call spoke about this today because literally I'm not joking that's what I'm doing today for my father, who's having a neck operation in Miami. And uh, it's just powerful.
3: Mm.
1: So thank you all. I appreciate you so much.
2: Thank you, Chase. Thank you for sharing that. That is so powerful. And I think what you said resonated the most with me is it's energy and we are all energy and um, we are all connected.
0: Yeah. Uh, before we jump to Rashida, I, I want to chime in on what Chase said too because. Catherine, I mean, she's, she's being a little humble. If anybody can relate to what you're saying, it's Catherine. And we talked about this just yesterday, how, you know, and you use the word woo woo. And she does too. And she's like, I don't want to get too woo woo, but um, I'll tell you somebody else who would completely, completely agree with the ability to connect with people through energy and in peace and meditation. That's my son. And he learned to do that behind bars um, so I can't wait for him to have the chance to watch this recording. So I thank you too, Chase.
2: Yeah, thank you. And I, I, you're right, Tara, I do do a lot of this. And again, we'll go to Rashida in a second, but I wanted to share one other thing um, that's similar to what Chase said. There's an exercise that I do when I want to connect with somebody, if I'm having difficulty with somebody, or sometimes if I'm just having, I'm nervous to go into a conversation with them, I'm not sure what's going to happen. And I call it the rainbow bridge. And I get quiet. I close my eyes. I imagine my highest self going up into the ether, into the heavens, into the sky, and this beautiful rainbow bridge. And their highest self coming up, building the rest of the rainbow bridge, and then the two of our—it's our highest selves. I think I may have mentioned this last week. It's not any of the petty parts of us or the human. It's the the perfect perfect parts of us who know what we want, full of love and light and we walk across the bridge and I just open my heart and, and give them all love and light and, and sometimes talk to them, but it's just a way it's, I think our minds are powerful. It's a way to visualize exactly what we want and what we want to give to the world and what we want to give to others. So whatever works for you, there's a million ways to do it. So Rashida, tell us what's on your mind. I think you might be on. Oh, you on,
1: on mute, mute
0: darling. You're on mute. Thank
1: there you so go. much.
3: I really appreciate being here this morning, sharing space with you guys. It's just a blessing to know that I've been going through some, I would say, mis, I would say miscommunication with my son. Tara, thank you so much. You are, you have given me Uh, you taught me this morning how to go about amendment, the relationship that I have with my son. The relationship that I have with my son uh, is one of those things that up to two weeks ago, I was saying to him, I say, son, thank you so much for being my son. Thank you so much for choosing me as your mommy. And one of the things that I can say one of the things that I can say about this relationship that I build with my son has a single mom, and is that I say to myself, "Thank you so much for being conscious and not going off our life in the way that uh, very what I would say very um spiritual person that he is." Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have chose a path in life, and I say it's your life, your choice, your pick. But mm-hmm. I want you to come back and see, and ch- and find out where you can amend the the I will not say mistake, but the wrong mm-hmm. step that you have done in life. We have two little boys, um, three year old will be December, and you have a seven months old and he, no, he have no relationship with them more than twice a week. I said, no, no, no. This is not what I want you do, to do to these human beings. They did not mm-hmm. choose to come here. I need you to build a relationship that I have taught you for the 24 years that you have been living on this planet. Mm-hmm. So please be conscious. He said, mommy, I'm trying. I said, no, I don't want you to try. I want you to get it done. Mm-hmm. And he says, mom. And I say, it's father upbringing. You in the Air Force. You went to boarding school. Super genius little boy. He went to college off at 15 years old. So give me that respect and respect to those two little boys that you need to do the right thing by them. So Tara, when you started to speak about the relationship that you build with your son behind bar i am building my relationship with my son right next to me right now he went and i said to him go and freelance you are a computer waste you are a cyber security genius go for that Mm -hmm. and right now he is taking his steps. He opening his own corporation. So I said the relation. I said to him. I said, "Thank you so much for not being a drunk, not being a, a drug addict." But you need to do something better in your life to teach and to leave a legacy to your mm-hmm. two boys. I don't know if I can leave a legacy for you, he said, Mommy, You've been you you've been you've been that monster and that warrior that I respect. So thank you so much for really making me build a bridge and the relationship mm-hmm. stronger with that 24 year old year man. Thank you so much, Sarah. And Kat, thank you for being that link of making my spirit elevate higher with the relationship that i am building with my son. Thank you so much, guys.
2: Thank you, Rashida. Thank you, that's beautiful.
0: We could uh, stop right here with those beautiful uh, expressions of gratitude. Um, Thank you for saying that. And I know that your relationship with your son will grow and blossom, I have no doubt. Um, I'll give you one other little piece of this story about my son. And it is that two months before the accident, I actually kicked him out of my house. I said, we can't do this anymore. You may not live here. And he left and people have asked me if I have guilt about that, because who knows, maybe the accident wouldn't have happened. And not only did he go to prison, he walked out of prison hole. He hit someone who was disabled today, now very much like his sister. And um, we're getting a little off topic here, but I wanted to share this since you brought up a struggling relationship. And um, quite honestly, I don't have guilt because at the time I thought I was doing the right thing. And Rashida, that's all we can do is do what we think is the right thing to do. And, and after that, we have to leave it up to all the energy in this world, all the love in this world, God, whatever it is that we believe in, believe in it with all your heart. So true.
1: It's beautiful. It's talking about differences, you know, differences of how we want
2: our kids to grow up, what they we want them to do or believe or say when really they're on their own path. You know, just as other people are who are doing their own thing, I like to think that everybody's doing their best. You know, and if we can give them that grace and that love and that compassion, it'll come right back to us.
0: Yeah. So, Catherine, we only have a few minutes left, and um, the, I guess uh, the conversation. If we have any other questions, that'd be awesome. I also want us to, for our listeners, you know, put a bow on this. Like, what is our message? Yeah, it's
2: twofold for me. When you do have know that it's a blessing to be in somebody's presence, you know, know that to have a relationship with somebody, whether it's in person, whether it's from far away, like that is a gift. There's something magical about it. Every single instance, whether it's the grocery store clerk or the gas station attendant, you know, or somebody that's really close to you. I just think that those interactions are spiritual. So um, slow down, be present.
4: At The Daily Huddle, we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to Patty Dabrowski's seven principles for having a happy body, sexy skin, a laughing spirit, and a rewarding life. Give. Give of your time, your full attention, and of your unique talents. Move. Move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive. Eat, mostly, plants. Plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your full potential each day. Sleep. Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give us our best every day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss the stress. Laugh. Laugh out loud. From your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back, you will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love. Most of all, love. With your words, your thoughts, your actions, Empower them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on The Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Until next time, go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. See you next time.